Hey, this is the Dan Man, and this is Dark Chart Presents' is Halloween Hullabaloo. All month in October, Dark Charm's going to give you what you want. Episodes 103 and 104 of The Brotherhood of Ridiculous People and the season finale of Fun with Dirt. Tune in and enjoy. They came from the four corners of America to defend our way of life, to boldly stand against the forces of darkness when the USA needed them most. Sadly, they didn't do a very good job of it. But hey, they can't all be winners, right? Burt McGonagall's The Tales of the Brotherhood of Ridiculous People starts now. Episode 3, Willie the Hobo! Agent Allison Mills drove her immaculate Mercedes-Benz on I-95 from D.C. to Maryland. The traffic was shitty, and there was no way she was going to make it in time to the Baltimore precinct where they had found someone that could possibly be a candidate for the Special Ops program. Fuck, this is ridiculous. Hello, Agent Mills? We just landed in Albany. Rod caused a malfunction 30,000 feet off the ground. Uh, how? That suit was supposed to withstand... I forgot the fucker had to go to the bathroom. <laughs> I can hear you laughing, Agent Mills. This is serious. Well, we went to a nosedive for about a couple thousand feet before Rod put his dick back in his pants. The soldiers, some of which were special forces, Oh, well, next time just make sure that Rod pisses in a rubber or something. <laughs> Besides, I think they're just happy that they get to see them again. That wasn't the case for my brother. Agent Jenkins sighed, knowing that it was a nerve he wasn't going to cross. They'll be the death of me. I can tell you right now. We're on our way to Vermont to the site where we're going to meet our next candidate. Oh, is this the lady with the maple syrup thing? Yes, this is the maple syrup lady. Personally, I wonder about the extent of what she's telling me. This is this has got to be a joke, but there's too many corroborating witnesses to be otherwise. I'm sure you will handle this with to the best of your ability, Agent Jenkins. Um, speaking of candidates, though, I am wondering about my situation and the guy I'm interviewing. Um, after you left, a second folder ended up in the Baltimore pile. There are two people? What does the other one say? She felt it was safe to open her briefcase. Her car wasn't going anywhere anytime soon due to the traffic jam on the Capitol Beltway. One is the person named uh, Vel Cromwell. That's the one you gave me. And the other one is the name of Willis Bertram. His alias is Willie the Hobo. I have no knowledge of the hobo. Just record your questions like normal <coughs> and give me a proper assessment of what you feel is his legitimacy. Like, uh, what can he do? 
I, I have no details of that yet. Um, I just have to get to the Baltimore City Police's Western District, but at this rate, this traffic, I'm not going to get there till nightfall. Alright, keep me posted. I'll talk to you later. She was right. Two hours passed while she traversed I-95 until she got to the Western Precinct. After she put her things back in her briefcase, she got out of the car. Oh, fuck. Not now. She looked up into the sky just as fat drops of rain started to come down on her. She didn't bring a raincoat or an umbrella. She quickly walked to the precinct as she cursed the entire time. Once she got to the precinct, the policemen that were on standby looked at her strangely. Her auburn hair which was immaculate when she got out of the car, was drenched and stringy. She pulled out her badge. Hi, I'm Agent Allison Mills, and I'm I'm from the CIA. I was told that- Hey, come with me, hon. We've been waiting for you. So what do you want to see first? Uh, the hobo or the- uh, uh, I'll the, see uh, Mr. Bertram first. Uh, don't call him that. Just to save you some trouble, let me just tell you some things about Willie right now. These were the only things found on his body. A driver's license, a social security card, and his damn voter's registration card. And all of them was expired. But here's the real truth. What? He has no idea what it is or how he got them. He don't even know who Willis Bertram is. So, what does he say or... Or who does he say that he actually is? I mean, he's, is he a kook or something? An officer pointed inside to one of the windows to another room. It was a one-way mirror. Hanging on the wall was a man looking around steadily. His clothes were torn up and covered in grime. His fingers were muscular and unyielding as he climbed the white and brick walls of the room. He wore no shoes, and his fingernails and toenails resembled that of claws. Agent Mills's eyes widened. Jesus Christ, he can climb walls? My God, he he maneuvers effortlessly. I mean, he's not even hurting the wall itself. But why does this look familiar? It's almost like a... A chipmunk uh, or a squirrel, so he might actually be crazy. But there's no explaining that. But here's the thing. How do you explain those abilities? How can you explain that away? I can't. Uh, but, well, here we go. Oh, you're going to need it, hon. Let me tell you that right now. Willie, 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 it's okay. I, I'm not going to hurt you. I'm hungry. Allison Mills 
from the Central Intelligence Agency. Um, what's your name? Where are you from? Me, Willie. Willie is from lots of places. You pretty. Well, thank you for the compliment. The rain messed up my hair. Willie no care. Willie like disheveled look. Can you tell me about the identification that we found on you? I'm certain there are people that miss you. No one miss Willie. Willie has no family. They died when they got ran over by a car. Blue Volkswagen Beetle. Never forget it. The ID states that you're single. Um, was this a father, a mother? No cars alive. The family Willie means is the Minotech family. Squirrels. So squirrels were ran over by the Beetle? You ask family. That's Willie's. Do you believe that you're a squirrel, Willie? Willie's a big squirrel. Mom called Willie Camp. How old are you, Willie? Um, you look like you could be in your late 40s. Willie has seven summers in him. This is all Willie remembers. Um, Willie, will you excuse me for a moment? Did you fart? Willie's cool with that. <laughs> no, but I'll be right back. Um, continue eating your nuts. They're going to put Willie away. Willie knows it. Um, Willie, what if I told you that you could have a whole new family? Willie's listening. The United States government is looking to create a special task force to help law enforcement in the event of a disaster or any kind of an obstacle that they can't handle alone. Judging by your powers and abilities, would you like to join that team? Would you want to serve your country? Can Willie get another bag of peanuts? What is this country you speak of? Willie only knows the trees and the birds and other animals. Humans ruin things. <laughs> well, your trees and your animal friends all live in the United States of America. Um, as for the peanuts, well, you could get all the peanuts that you want, uh, just as long as you take a bath. And while you're doing that, I am going to go and I will be talking to someone else and giving him the same offer. You mean the guy in the other room? Uh, what? Have you met him? He smells like... like... Something Willie has never smelled before. He was depressed when Willie walked into the police station. He looks cool, though. Tattoos all over his arms and legs. What do you know about him other than that? I'm, would he be a good fit? Willie gets bad vibes from him. Willie doesn't know if it is because of the situation or he a bad person. He doesn't smell right. He has no heartbeat, but he walks and talks. <clears throat> Willis Bertram, a.k.a. Project Hobo Squirrel, uh, pros, possesses all the abilities to that of the natural gray squirrel, i.e. sharp claws, light structure, voracious appetite for nuts and seeds, uh, preternatural speed and agility, keen sense of sight, cons, mental instability, has childlike tendencies, doesn't possess decorum in public places, bad hygiene, relies more on impulse and instinct than cognitive thinking.
You've been listening to episode 3, Willie the Hobo! In the cast you heard, Bert McGonagall, played by Robert Hunter! Agent Allison Mills, played by Emily McAnulty! Agent Philip Jenkins, played by Danny Atwell! White Baltimore Police Hunt, played by Stacy Atwell! And Willie the Hobo, played by Justin Gregory. All effects by Zapsplat.com. Tune in to the next episode. Double Packed Dark Charm Media. Copyright 2021. All rights reserved. They came from the four corners of America to defend our way of life, to boldly stand against the forces of darkness when the USA needed them most. Sadly, they didn't do a very good job of it. But hey, they can't all be winners, right? Burt McGonagall's The Tales of the Brotherhood of Ridiculous People starts now. Episode 4, Miss Maple! It was almost sundown, as a car traveled on Route 30 through the town of Wells, Vermont. The mountains surrounded them, and the trees in the countryside seemed to burn a hole in the heart of Gladys Hamilton. She used to think that Texas was God's country, but after seeing Vermont, she slowly started to change her mind. Rod woke her out of a daydream. I'm getting a little hot back here. I have the air conditioning at full blast. I can't have you not covered in the car, Rod. Uh, you might need to pull over. He looks like he's gonna, he looks like he's gonna puke. I don't know what's going on. I feel like I'm, I'm... Rod swiftly got out of the car and started pulling off the suit. To Agent Mills's credit, it came off fairly easily. Rod stood naked in the high grass. His skin color was almost aquamarine. Gladys stared as the clouds started to roll in. Luckily, no one was on the road to see Rod gallivanting in the buff. Peals of thunder came from the clouds as her eyes widened. Jenkins stared as well, as a bolt of lightning came from out of the sky and crashed into Rod's head. The pallor started to go away, but Rod fell to the ground, his body steaming as the rain came down on top of him and the car. Gladys started to get out. Jenkins grabbed her by the arm. Don't do it, Gladys. You don't know. Rod turned toward her, alarmed. His eyes had electricity pulsing through them. <laughs> I told you, Mrs. Hamilton. I told you. Gladys turned to him and bared her fangs. <sighs> Jenkins shut up. Gladys put her fangs away and knelt down. Are you okay? Guys, I'm okay now. Let's g- g- go. Rod heard the commotion coming from the car. He put the rubber suit back on. That was- How is that scary? You knew that he'd be okay. This makes, what, number 70? He's been struck by lightning more times in the years he's been alive. You don't have a fucking heart, do you? 
You think we're some sick government joke, don't you? Something you want to play with the world. But we're not. We're human beings. All I'm saying is why be worried over someone who this happens to on a regular basis? Christ, I'm more worried about you getting shocked than him. My skin. It felt felt like I was on fire. I got hot. Maybe it's from the latent electricity in me. So when I took off the suit, it evened itself out. Evened itself out, huh? You got struck by lightning again. I did? Yes. Yes, you did. Well, then I guess that's number 70. Well, we're not far from where we need to go now. Manchester, Vermont. Who are we meeting with? You two aren't going to meet up with anyone yet. I am going to go see if Darla is a good candidate, and if she is, then you guys can meet her. Why do we come all this way? Because I think you two need to know what just exactly you're fighting for. Not just Texas, but the whole fucking country. There's a Ben and Jerry's shop nearby. I'm going to give you some money to get some ice cream until I am done. If she's a good candidate, you'll be meeting her soon enough. Uh, like ice cream. Gladys smiled at Rod, but was secretly worried about how PJ felt about them. All right, let's uh, let's start by saying your name and where are you from. Mm, are you a parking ticket? I'm sorry. Because you have got fine written all over you. Uh. <laughs> the government wasted no time in sending me a nice stud, didn't they? Can we skip over this? Please state your name and where you're from. I wish that you were a pinky toe so that I could bang you on every piece of furniture in my house. Miss Summersville, that is entirely uncalled for. Oh, fine. I'm Darla Jean Summersville. I'm from Proctor, Vermont. So how were you able to get a room like this for our interview? Do you have ties to the bookstore here? I love this place. The owners know that I don't mean to hurt anyone, so they let me come sometimes just to read and help out. It's a quiet place, and I need that sometimes. Now that we got that out of the way, for the record of posterity, I want it known that you are literally dressed from head to toe in black latex and leather. Also, um, why are you wearing a mask over the lower part of your face? Because I like leather. Somehow, I don't think that's the entire answer, Miss Somersville. It's because of my curse. Even my spit, if not properly contained, can do drastic things. You mean your powers? You say tomato, I say potato. Not even remotely the same. Then, Miss Somersville, what is exactly the reason why I'm here? Are you a comics fan? I haven't read any since I was a child. Why? Well, you know the character Rogue from X-Men and Marvel Comics? I sort of share the same predicament, but in one glaring detail. Instead of absorbing powers, I turn any liquid into fucking maple syrup with but a touch of my skin or body. Wow. I know, I know, right? I haven't drank a drop of water that was fresh and cooling since I was seven. The accident prevented that. Honestly, I would love to be normal again, but there doesn't seem to be much hope in that. 
I ingest syrup. I pass syrup. It's quite a nuisance. So, it was an industrial accident that gave you these powers, correct? I was seven years old. I wasn't watching where I was going, and I fell into a large vat of processing maple syrup. I felt like I was going to drown, but I didn't. Days after the accident, I found out that anything that touched my skin turned into pure maple syrup. My mom died. My father died. My dog Scruffy died. All because I touched them. Everyone died? Why? Because I turned their blood and moisture in their bodies into fucking maple syrup. It's, uh, sorry, it's okay, darling. There's nothing that you could say to make me feel better. Hell, I can't even fuck. Still a virgin. Because of the whole touching thing. It would be amazing if I could meet a man who is made of something other than 75% water. Then I could do something truly nasty. Okay, I think I might have had enough. I'm, I'm sorry, I just, I tend to get carried away sometimes, but do I get to join the team? I, I want to serve my country. How would you benefit our project by providing something other than a condiment to breakfast? I can turn any liquid into maple syrup. Acid, poisons, blood. I've never tried molten lava, but I could probably turn that too. With a little more research, who knows what else I could do. I want to do something for my country other than be looked at like a freak. Please, oh, please, just give me a chance, honey bumps. Cool it with the sexual harassment, and we'll talk. <laughs> the rain had gone away, and the beautiful sky over Vermont appeared again. Rod smiled as he licked the chubby hubby ice cream from the waffle cone he had gotten at Ben & Jerry's. Gladys, on the other hand, didn't seem to be amused, as her cone of mint chocolate chip was melting. What went wrong? Don't you... Didn't you... Want me your ice cream? It's dripping. I am getting tired of PJ's shit. Ain't you? Mm-hmm. I hate the way he treats you. Hell, I hate the way he treats all of us. It's like we're some freaking experiment or something like that. He's back? Let's see what's going on. You've been listening to Burt McGonagall's Brotherhood of Ridiculous People. In the cast you heard, Burt McGonagall played by Robert Hunter, Philip Jenkins played by Danny Atwell, Gladys Hamilton played by Stacy Atwell, Rod Stiles played by Dan Mac McCloskey, and Darla Somersville, played by Emily McAnulty. Sound effects provided by Zapsplat.com. Dark Charm Media, copyright 2021, all rights reserved. Stay tuned for episode 5, The Velcro Man.